Welcome to Bookish Podcast with Caffanel, a podcast about books ish. A quick disclaimer before we start there may be some spoilers, so please save the episode for later if you don't want any. And also, please follow us on social at We Are Bookish Pod. We hope you enjoy. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Oh, hey guys, girl, hey. we've had tech issues. Pray for us that this works. Oh, um, gosh, yeah, that was um, quite the... Uh, we went quite the journey only to find out it was the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'd like to have a word with my fucking Wi-Fi provider. Thank you very much. It's always the Wi-Fi. Oh, guys, me and Ellie have never both had good Wi-Fi the entire time we've been doing this podcast. We're doing it At the same years. time. Never good Wi Fi at the same time. No, Ellie's got good Wi Fi now, but she didn't have it before. I had quite good Wi Fi before. Now I don't. There we go. <laughs> One day we'll meet in the middle, but until then. My Wi Fi's not even like that bad. It's just occasionally, like, it just doesn't. Anything too hefty, it's a bit like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid for this. This isn't in my. Uh, well, job we can't back. have um, fiber because there's no space, apparently. What in the I, area? What we're paying London rent for. My parents have got better Wi-Fi in the countryside. <laughs> it really annoys me. Anyway, um, welcome back. We're back again, guys. Consistency. Look at us. Did you miss us? <laughs> I hope you did. We missed you. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, last week, we spoke about Yellowface. So if you haven't gone and checked that out, go check it out. Obviously, read the book. But if you don't want to read the book and you just want to hear us chat, you can go do that too. Uh, this week, we are doing something a little different. Well, yeah, but we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. I like how we, we always say this and we do this. We talk about it as if like, oh, we're going to be a big reveal and it's in the bloody episode title. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert, you already know. Uh, that we'll be talking about his only wife, but exactly, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. First of all, we have to talk about I was blind. Oh my god! And also, my right, Ellie, like, I feel like I have like TV homework, and Ellie has book homework. I feel like I've that's got so how... much book homework. <laughs> yeah, like she's like, oh, can you? And now I'm in this bloody film club, and I haven't watched the film either. And I'm like, I've got TV homework and book homework. Um, Just quickly on your. T- t- uh, movie homework yeah um so you had to read the book and you have to watch the film no no i don't have to read the book that's my own i don't want to watch the film before. so we're without doing reading the book well because obviously like barbie and little women and i didn't want to watch little women before i'd read the book because i never read it um it's like 600 pages and oh. I'm like 150 pages in and film clubs tomorrow and how many either? I was going to ask you. That was going to be my question: of what retelling of uh, Little Women were you going to watch? The Greta Gerwig one. The Greta Gerwig one. There is a really famous retelling of um, it that has not the twenty the nineteen ninety four film. I'm thinking of. Yeah, with there's Winona loads. Ryder. I think I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, I do roughly know the story, obviously, but like. I did want to read it and I haven't read a classic for ages and it was on my list this year to make sure I read a couple of classics. So uh, what I'm going to do though, because I've only read like 150 pages, I am going to watch some of the film tonight just so I can contribute to the discussion tomorrow. Um, I love I love that you have a, like a film club. It's just so like... I mean, I'm there because... Um, it's your boyfriend's film club. Yeah. Do you but drink like, wine and have sophisticated foods? I'm, I feel well, like I'm stereotyping to, here. We go to but... the pub, which is quite fun. But it's yeah. like book club, but about films, basically. But to be honest, it makes me watch films because I'm one of those people that's, like, never seen anything. And people be like, have you seen this? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, my God, how have you not seen that? And I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. So I did, it, does, it is good for me. <laughs> I did do that to you yesterday, I feel. when I Yes, I did do that to you yesterday. So when Kath had completed her TV homework, I was talking about uh, bunny boilers and she didn't get the reference. And I was like, oh, my God, how do you not know about this? It's from a famous movie called Fatal Attraction with Michael Douglas and Glenn Coase. And it's honestly amazing. Mm. And I said the next time we have a sleepover, we are watching Fatal Attraction. 
the thing is though I do need to educate myself because it's annoying to not be part of these conversations sometimes and then so I was wearing I have these like I'm in the status meeting on a Friday and I was wearing a hoodie and it was really cold I didn't have my hood up but I had like you could tell that I was wearing a hoodie and I was like it was like round my face and um <laughs> my, my friend messaged me like all right um a or something is it a from pretty little liars see i've not, i've not watched that so. no me neither so i didn't get the reference and they were like Kath. and then they <laughs> <laughs> were like Kath, you're ridiculous how have you not seen that I'm like, guys how do you not know this about me already <laughs> that's like it's totally my sister's era of tv watching pretty little liars that i think that's like, why like, I, think I like just slightly missed it yeah you know what I mean yeah they are, they are like five years younger than me so vampire diaries that yeah kind of like that sort era that I just, yeah 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 but anyway um, I did my tv homework for, for the podcast at least so the tv homework I set Kath was to watch love is blind up until all four episodes so unfortunately for me guys I did the stupid thing and went on Twitter to see the discourse and got the yeah because I love being part of the discourse as it's happening but unfortunately there's like love island no I know I know that you have to be careful Ellie (laughs) I got I got the spoiler because people people have time people must not work or do anything because it was Friday and people had spoiled it already also bear in mind I watched an episode and a half I think on Friday night and I like got home early on Friday like I'm usually out more than that on a Friday so I thought I'd done quite well on day one (laughs) I mean I fell asleep before the end of the second the first episode on day one so you did better than me (laughs) yeah I was texting Ellie and then suddenly she stopped replying I was like okay (laughs) she's asleep she's asleep (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so I ruined it and it really did actually spoil the revelation um at the end of episode three I just thought something one time when you stayed over we were literally having a conversation and you were literally replying to me and then (laughs) then you just went and I was like oh my god she's asleep (laughs) (laughs) sorry just made me think of that it was so funny I do I literally can just fall asleep like I could be in the conversation and I would just fall asleep that's so funny. I wish I could do that. Anyway, oh, yeah, so Ellie got a spoiler and she was like, oh my God, I've just seen the biggest spoiler. So anyway, then she was like, you need to watch it before we record because we need to talk about it. And I was like, okay. Um, Did you expect the spoiler to be, well, we're going to obviously talk about this, guys, but just before we get to that, did you expect it to be what it was? No. Because I'm I sad thought... that I missed the revelation, but for okay. you, like, what was that experience like? I'm not gonna lie. I thought that um, Lydia and Aaliyah were gonna couple off together. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is gonna be the plot twist. Like, those two girls are gonna fall in love. Yeah, that's what I thought was gonna happen. But no, but no, yeah, but, but no. plot twist. Or the <laughs> other thing I thought might happen is like um, Izzy might change his mind and go back to Johnny. That's the other thing that I was like, maybe. But then I was like, that's not like huge, is it? Like that's happened before. No, and I, I, because I did when you were messaging me, you were very much. I feel like you were probably on the Izzy Johnny sort a train of where you thought this might be going because that was a lot of the commentary I got from you. Um, Yeah, just wait for it. I was like, I'm gonna try not to reply to a lot of this now. Just, just because I don't want you to miss it. Well, Ellie was like, watch it and then call me. Um, um, so season five of Love is Blind, just as hectic as the rest of them. Uh, I said to Kath in a text, I have no one to root for this season, mm. which was going to be hard. Following up from season four, season four was a very good season. But I think they've just gone chaos and left yeah. it because there's no like, there's only like three couples. Because guys, who's, <laughs> who are the couples? It's <laughs> it, like literally there's. Um, Izzy and whoever, Stacey. Stacey. Izzy and Stacey. And um, there's uh, JP and Stacey. The blonde, the other blonde lady. I just remember he was called JP because I was like, <laughs> and he had the American flag. Yeah. And then there's um... Milton and Lydia. Yeah. 
which I just don't and get. And that's it. And that's it. And we were sat there going, surely there's more. Surely there's, there's more. There's not. But there's not. Because there's normally, you follow like, what, five people, five people. We've definitely only got three. Um, and we were texting at the beginning. We were like, this is quite, before I fell asleep, <laughs> we, this is like really chaotic. I just don't see anything lasting. It's really hard to follow up after we had such a good successful season with, mm. with season four. But um, just, it was, I don't even know where to go. Like we we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is Uche, Lydia and Aaliyah. Mm. So. So. For those who haven't watched. Well, go and fucking watch it. Like, so basically there's like Uche and Aaliyah and they're like quite a good couple. I mean, Uche a little bit bad vibes, but you know, they are getting on really well and they look like they could be fairly successful. Mm. Um, and then Aaliyah's like got this bestie, Lydia, and Lydia's a bit like a lot. She's full on. Yeah, she's quite over the top and like quite like when she's like comforting Aaliyah, she's like, "I love you, I love you so much," and like they've known each other like two days. I see myself in you. I see like so. There's this. There's there's two. There's it's really two instances that happen, right? Mm. Aaliyah tells Uche quite early on that she had cheated on a uh pre- in a previous relationship it only happened once she didn't tell the partner when she did do it she was like not satisfied sexually in that relationship she had this indiscretion she never told the partner about it which oh my now, god imagine finding out about it because your ex-partner went on love yeah I that was she... bad vibes from her but she knows it's bad vibes like she yes. admitted to it do you know what i mean yes. so like she's Pass the vibe check on that one, I think, because you know everyone makes this. Yeah, and she was really, she was open enough to tell Uche about it. She felt comfortable enough telling yeah. Uche about it. I believe, and I think he did ask the right questions. But the way in which he spoke to her, and the mm. way in which he asked those questions, I felt was really. I found it really condescending, and I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't get over that quite because I, I do think it's fair to go. Okay oh, so how, how long ago was it and why didn't you tell him or um, et cetera? Because, like, in the back of your mind, in the same way when Izzy and Johnny sort of have this open conversation a little bit later, they are going to be concerned as a new partner when you walk into this. What does it mean for you if things get tough, right? Mm. In, if you get into a tough spot with your relationship, if you can't communicate, are you just going to yeah. cheat or are you going to default into something else? But then also a lot of that is can be dictated by the way that you react or receive the information and I felt that he took it Mm. in like really just not in a good way like if I was her telling him this and you know being open enough to do that I don't think feel like I could be comfortable enough having another conversation because are you just going to take it so badly the next time like you're going to react in the same way don't make me feel safe enough to be honest with you yeah yeah no that's a good point yeah but I mean that was a whole thing and then she goes back to the girl's dorm and she's like yeah. crying and like she's like I think I fucked it which is shit because she hasn't but um and then Lydia's like me and you are the same person <laughs> she doesn't talk like that I don't know why I, <laughs> and, and I she's love like, you she's like I love you so much like me and you are the same person we're the same person I see myself in you or like whatever it's a bit much. Like, it's like, okay, chill. Like, what do you mean? Anyway. She does it all the time to her. Also, it's... like, the whole, like, you're my best friend, like, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's so intense. Like, yeah. I get that friendships will be formed very quickly in that environment. But, like, it is, like, it is a bit, it is a bit weird. Like, the whole time it's happening, you're like, mm, this is a bit odd. Like, but fine, like, you know, we're only seeing such a small snippet of, like, their experience, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then, also, Lydia is, like, she, like, falls in love with, like, three people. She's, like, I want you, and then she gets rejected or something. Anyway, she goes around in circles, and she's basically, like, it's a bit obvious that she's desperate to stay on the show. Like, fair enough, but, like, it's not really the right way to do it, is it? No. So she does all of that, and then your turn (laughs) then 
And then you fight. So Leah joins Uche in the pod and he basically is just like, so I have something to tell you. And it's that Which, I have. By Sorry. the way, he didn't tell her the whole time. He's like interrogating her about her cheating on her ex and being like, honesty and truth is so important. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. He yeah. was like withholding information the entire time. Mm. Exactly. Only for him to go and tell her that his ex is in the experience and her name is Lydia. And then it fades to black. And it's the new. It was amazing. And I, I really missed the genuine moment to have that revelation, but it was just like I icing l- on the Hold coat. on, let me see what I text you. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> I text I, you. Flowers to the producers. Flowers, flowers. Um, what did you text me? Oh, God. What the fuck, uh, I think. Something like that. No, hold on. Um, oh my god, we texted so much afterwards. So, oh, because my um, my Wi-Fi went down. Yeah. Um, no, I said I said I was like texting about Johnny, and I was like, "This Johnny girl, I can't." And then, like uh, ten minutes later, I went, "Fuck off! No That's way." <laughs> And then yeah. Ellie was like, you got there then. And I just went, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. Like, yeah. It's it's, it's honestly wild. And so I'm, there's, so I was, what I, I listened to lots of YouTubers that do commentary and some people do like the gossip stuff. And there was a yeah. producer that spoke to people. I'll, I'll get to what he said about the incident or what he knows of it. Mm. But, um, he tells he obviously then tells her he they show the next episode it leads in and it shows you their interaction in the pods that first meeting so it's day one they go into the pods apparently he breathes and Lydia already knows who's on the other side of that yeah wall. that is so funny and he oh, hasn't weird. got like which is so funny that he doesn't know because he knows her name he can hear her voice and she's got yeah. quite like she's got like quite a thick accent so like you're thinking this girl knows me. I know her name, and I hear her voice. Like, how does he not clock? <laughs> it's she's she's super dis- like she's super distinctive. Like, I feel like if you've known someone intimately, you would just know. And I don't know yeah. whether it was kind of like you're in this experience, like devil's avocado here. You're in a really overwhelming environment and experience meeting probably gone through all of these different meetings throughout the day for hours and hours and hours right so you might not click straight away that is someone you know but the fact that she knew by him just exhaling inhaling and exhaling is just beyond me um but they they have a conversation she says you know like do you want to pursue this maybe it's like a sign he goes you know what no let's just be faithful to the experiment and they leave it at that um but I was like a bit concerned because I think one of the messages I sent you was like oh my god is he gonna choose Lydia because I was like what if they get back together because because that's what she was saying like oh you know is this a sign which no it's not babes like I think you followed him there but okay (laughs) yeah right so so they they show that and then Aaliyah comes out the pod she has a conversation with Lydia she tells her I know that's all she had to say and you then subsequently go on to see Lydia you know just let it all out but you know when someone's like okay I've heard enough I've these are my boundaries I don't want to hear anymore and she continues Honestly, it is so crazy. The way Lydia treats Aaliyah is so bad. And I think Aaliyah is so wrapped up in it. And so, like... Oh, but I feel so... I feel so bad for Aaliyah. Because, yeah. like, she's, she's like, made this genuine connection with this guy. And yeah. then he just drops that on her. And, like, it's her best... How manipulative is that? That Lydia yeah. still chose to be her bestie. Like, yeah. like if it was, like... If you were in that situation and you knew that your ex was in there, you would you would distance yourself from whoever was talking to him. You would? Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like naturally you would. I would. I don't feel like I, I could. Even if I was like, this person's a vibe, I, you just have to because... Out of respect for both yeah. you and them. Like, yeah. And just for your weird. own mental sanity as well yeah. because I don't know how things ended. And if I, do, if I did feel like... Um, 
there was a potential that I would feel upset about it. I don't think I could be around the woman who's with him next, personally. Yeah, but uh, I think it's, it's very calculated. Like, I genuinely think that Lydia's friendship with Aaliyah is very calculated. Because then when you look back on it all, all of the clips, you know the clip where Aaliyah's like, oh my God, I think I found him, he's the one. And then you see Lydia's reaction to that. She's mm. like, oh my God, he said that. Oh, it was him saying that, he, you're the one, like, absolutely love you, all these, like, like words of affirmation yeah. sort of confirmation and she doesn't react very well to it but obviously we didn't have the context for why she took that so mm. weirdly um well I think Aaliyah as well like so basically Aaliyah leaves the experiment yeah. and I I rate that from Aaliyah to be honest because like yeah. how intense that like, you've got to look after your own mental health in that situation mm-hmm. um but yeah have- it's, it's wild we had the conversation, didn't we, about whether she should have said something before she left. Yeah, like, I do think she probably should have done, but maybe the producers were like, for dramatic effect, you're not allowed to. Well, I did, I did, I now think maybe she, she was right not to have said anything. I think it's quite an overwhelming experience. And yeah. I feel like he's, that he. well, one, he gaslit her after yeah. that whole um conversation about her cheating because the very next day he was like oh I didn't say those things and she was like yes you did I feel like when you've got someone on one side of you like Lydia who's been quite as we've seen it obviously we've not been in we haven't been in experience we don't we only know what we've seen Mm. it seems quite cold and calculative and manipulative about the way she's gone about being Aaliyah's friend befriending her all of that stuff you've got one person on one mm. side coercing you one way and you've got another person on the other side saying something different and yeah. yeah maybe if you did genuinely have strong feelings for this person you know over two weeks and you you were gonna marry him that you probably would have said something but I think just for the clean break for your mental health maybe yeah. it's just that I, I can't do this yeah um, but the producer who was speaking to People magazine had basically said that they didn't know that they were a couple they had no idea that they were a couple Mm. before and that they do go through vigorous you know testing and screenings and stuff like that to and to find out everyone's dating relationships so that this doesn't Mm. happen they've said they've had situations where um people like two girls or two guys have might know each other Mm. who are in like the living quarters but never two exes so it was a complete surprise and what they did was they pulled them out as soon as they heard that conversation they pulled them out and they said that they can't continue and both people both Uche and Lydia said no we don't want each other we want to continue with the experiment we won't pursue each other etc and so they were made to not say anything to anyone Mm. apparently they were like allowed to continue the experiment as long as they weren't going to date each oh, other so and they, they could not tell anyone so they weren't allowed to tell Aaliyah they then. weren't so apparently this is what this producer said they weren't allowed to tell anyone so they could go back they could continue mm. but they were not allowed to tell anyone so if that's true then it's not really their fault they didn't tell Aaliyah then yeah but it, right. the way Lydia behaved is still bad yeah so Uche behaved separately it's still bad but bad yeah yeah. he shouldn't have judged her for that knowing he was sitting on that information yeah I know but then what they did so they weren't allowed to say anything and then when the producers felt that they had made clear strong connections Mm. they said okay we believe we believe you now that you are like ready to marry someone else and that there's nothing going on here if you feel if if you feel like you want to reveal this information to people, you can. To the people that you are with, then you can. Mm. If. So it was up to them at that point, and Uche decided that he was going to yeah, yeah, tell yeah, her. Yeah. And then um, once Uche had told someone... Yeah, then... exactly. Yeah, then everyone yeah. knew, right? Then the Milton yeah. had to know. Because um, we had that conversation. I know we've been loving blinding on just one couple, but we had the conversation that if, say, they could know, or they could have told people... Mm. Would you have wanted to know and who would you have wanted to know from first? Well, I don't know. I think they both should have come clean immediately. Because <laughs> it's yeah. like, girl, yeah. They they were told not to say anything because they the producers are like, it will ruin the experience for everybody. If pe- people probably mm. wouldn't be as forthcoming yeah, with trying to build I... connections if they knew that that person's ex was there. Um, I, I get that on the one hand... But on the other hand, I think they wanted the dramatic effect. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I think, to be honest, 
Uche definitely should have told Aaliyah. But I yeah. think the way that Lydia, because obviously they're the ones building the connection, right? Yeah. So that's like on him to come clean. However, the way that Lydia acted around Aaliyah was so messed up. So God. messed up. No, you can't forgive that. Oh, you can, but I... Why does she want to... Like, I'd be surprised if they stayed friends. Me too. Mm. Me too. But anyway, we've talked about this for bloody ages. (laughs) It's been good. And obviously, once this episode goes out, the next three sets of episodes are going to drop. So maybe there's, like, Mm. a bonus episode where we give you, like, our thoughts in real time. Um, Probably in that week. We could probably do that. Well, yeah. the first couple. When's the but next one dropping? Friday. Oh no! So we we'll probably be at the weddings by the time this episode goes out. Um, okay, but that we'll was unsure we'll response. We'll probably do like an extra fifteen minutes so you yeah. hear our reactions. Okay. Um, cool. But oh, I guess we. Yeah. Go. go on. You go. You go. Yeah. I, I guess we're supposed to. We we are talking about their friendship because there's a lot of female friendships within the next. Not friendships. There's like. Not probably not relationships. relationships and how and um, relationship dynamics with women in this next book that we are mm. going to talk about today. They, yeah, they're so, not such a easy. No, segue. but it is because there are a few. Well, I mean, there is another woman. <laughs> there is another woman. Yes, she is not his only wife, despite the title of the book. Well, she is his only wife, but not for long. His <laughs> um, only official wife. <laughs> there you go. Just spoil already. Um, but no, his only wife uh, is a book by Peace Adzu Medi, and I've just read on the front cover. It's a Reese with little little can't speak today. It's a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. Did you know that? I only knew that yesterday when I was refreshing my memory of it. <laughs> I, didn't I had know no that. idea. Didn't know. Hmm, I don't fair. know at what point that happens because I didn't pick, feel like I saw really. it. Sometimes, sometimes her picks are a bit questionable. So. Yes. Yes, she pick. picked the she picked the club. I don't mm. know if I we spoke about it in the episode last. We did that for our workbook club, and yeah, I would say oh, it's questionable. The club, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Re- I wasn't there for that one. Um, but we we did that, and it was questionable. But this is this was very good. Yeah, this is really good. So, shall I read the blurb? Yes, please. Okay. In one of the most talked about and hilarious debuts of the year, Afi, a bright young seamstress from a small town in Ghana, is convinced by her family to marry a man she has never met. Eli is a wealthy businessman whose family has chosen Afi in the hope that she will distract him from a relationship with another woman they think is inappropriate. Mm. The fact that she doesn't know Eli seems a small price to pay for a marriage that offers her family financial security and provides the key to a lifestyle she has always wanted. But when Afi arrives in Accra, Ghana's gleaming capital, she realises her fairy tale ending might not be all she had hoped for. His only wife is a life-affirming must-read novel about a young, woman search, a young woman's search for independence in a man's world and the rules she might have to break along the way. So, yeah. There you go. So basically, she starts with her at her wedding, but he's not there. And, and... The, first, the first line is fantastic. I married my husband in absentia, I think is what it is, something like that. Absentia? That's it. Um, and then it says, he did not come to our wedding. Which, like, yeah. it's quite like... <laughs> you know what, as well, you know I went to that storytelling um, course at work. Yeah. I was like, he'd be proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, because it basically sets you up for the tone of the book yeah. throughout. Um. And I feel like it does take some a while within the book to actually meet him, the husband. If I remember, yeah. I, yeah well, Campus you're following. Gonna... Sorry, yeah, you're following just... the. Sorry. Sorry, go. I was going to say, Kath is going to have to jog my memory a lot because I read this like a while ago. Yeah, um... and I've had it on my bookshelf for a long time. Guilty. Um, but basically then she you follow her so she doesn't meet him for ages she knows him because she grew up in the same town as his family so she knows who he is but from afar not like intimately Um, and basically you follow her and like she slowly like gets to spend more time with him and stuff but it's quite like tumultuous basically he has a 
child with another woman who his family don't approve of. So mm-hmm. they set him up to marry this girl to like, please. this is basically like his family dictating what he does. And he agrees to it. But he only agrees to the um, marriage. Yeah, but not like the lawful marriage, just like the um, like traditional ceremony, basically. So they're not married in the eyes of the law. So technically, his so basically, spoiler: his plan is to marry his girlfriend in the end. Um, and they, by the way, she is not. She doesn't come into the picture at all in the book because you only see it from Affie's point of view. And she is painted in such a bad light from absolutely everybody around her. And I bet she's, she's not, a, like, a bad person. I bet she's just you painted only, like that. You only get to see her at the very end when she comes face to face with her. But but she doesn't speak. But she doesn't speak. But she sees that this woman is, like... She's like, oh, this woman is beautiful. I think I can't remember what she said. Yeah, um, that she didn't. But you don't, you don't, you don't get her perspective at all. Yeah, you're right. That you don't. You have no idea what her POV yeah. is on the whole situation. No. So yeah, how she's painted. Like you only understand who the uh, woman is through other people's points of view. Yeah. Yeah, which I think is actually. I just like kind of realized that that's actually really powerful. I think, isn't it? Um, and because like also. Obviously, you're rooting for Affy and you want Affy to come out. Like, tr- like you want her to do well and, like, get out of the situation. Because it's really tricky. So, basically, she marries him and then she gets this whole new lifestyle. She gets to go to fashion school. She gets to set up her own business. Like, mm-hmm. she is afforded all these things that she could, like, never could have had before. Mm-hmm. And the so um, Eli's mum, like, gives Affy's mum, like, um, a job like somewhere to live like she kind of feels like quite indebted to her for all of these things um but then that's kind of used against them because then it's like well I gave you all these things so like how dare you go against me kind of thing when Afi yeah. tries to stand up for herself so at one point Afi realizes that he's that Eli's still seeing this other woman um and she leaves and she goes back to her hometown and she's like basically forced to go back and in the end Eli has to come pick her up and he's fuming, like actually fuming with her. Um, and yeah, and all she, this stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. She she refuses to go back until she's in the house, his main house. That, that That's such a thing for her. She's like, I'm not going to go back with you until I move into your main house. And we live it's as a family in this main she's house. She's his wife. Yeah. And he's his like only kept wife. her. Yeah. He's like <laughs> kept her in this flat. And, like, obviously, like, she's got everything the main she could need. But, like, she's his wife. Like, fair enough. Like, I yeah. don't know. Um, but anyway, they do end up having some sort of a relationship. Um, and it does it does get, like, intimate. And she ends up having his child and all the rest of it. But then she basically finds out that, like, he... Well, he has a child. By yeah. Well, she knew, that, like... she knew that he already had a child, but... And she knew that he still saw the child, but he didn't realise that he was still, like, in an intimate relationship with this other woman. And he basically she finds has a out whole... about it. Yeah, she finds out right at the end, and then she leaves him. And you're like, yes. So. It's, uh, it's, it's, she's quite lonely when she moves. Like, she agrees this marriage because it's going to help her mother. Because her, mm. her dad died. Her dad died, right? And her uncle doesn't provide for them really or something like that Um, yeah and she's quite lonely in that existence she has her driver Mm. up until she decides that she's gonna go back home she has Evelyn Mm. um, who is the neighbor she is the girlfriend of Eli's brother who also is in this really weird sort of like um, not weird but she he's she also li- exists within this, what's the word, this uh, I'm looking for, purgatory of being someone's girlfriend but never being his wife, you know, because but her mother she's... also doesn't approve of her. I can't remember no. for what reason. But she, she's chosen the situation. She's, yeah. That's the difference. Like, I think she knows she... what situation she's in and she's in, she's in control because she's decided and she doesn't need, she doesn't need the financial security in the same way that Afi does. But she plans for it because she knows that it doesn't, it won't last forever. And I like that she sort of decides to take control of the yeah. situation. It's sad that 
it, mm. you know, as a woman, you have to go, okay, well, this isn't going to last forever, or I might not get the really the, the desired result, but I will make the best of it of what it is. It's, yeah. um, yeah, do women always have to do that? Do you know what I mean? I know. Um, I know. but she gives some really good, like, sage advice to to Afi she's like count her counsel because Afi's very naive I feel mm. I remember her being quite naive and I feel like it's written quite that way like quite simplistic in that way like well you it's your it's naivete point of view. yeah yeah but I think she's quite wary of her to begin with so she's like um she's like makes comments about her and like how she's dressed and like she offers her wine and she's a bit like no but then by the end of the book like Evelyn's like her best mate and she's like thank god for Evelyn yeah so it's really like her that's that's Afi's growth as well as a character because obviously well not obviously but basically she's been quite sheltered and then she goes to a big city and like like people live differently there and she's like oh god like I didn't know like that this was how people like behaved basically um people live (laughs) yeah because she's like not been exposed to it um But like you, you kind of rooting for Afi the whole time because you, you, you hear because obviously, as we said, it's from her perspective, and you're kind of like she realizes she starts to slowly realize stuff, and she grows quite a lot. Like she starts off being quite like this is, you know, I'm only gonna do, I'm gonna do what everyone else tells me to. I'm gonna marry this man, like blah blah blah. And then like by the end of it, she's like, no, you know what? Like I deserve better. So see you later, which is so good. It's quite a it's quite a strong stance to take as well. I feel like the mm. for this maybe this maybe the society or the culture it's it doesn't give to there could be there's a lot of repercussions of a lot of backlash like for for maybe taking the opposing stance. Yeah, so well, very, yeah. So it's quite brave of her in a way. She's she's managed to you know build a house for her her mum. They're gonna get a lot of like yeah. Because the well, she doesn't... talks about like how um, people will be talking about her and her and like stuff like that, and her family and her mum and stuff. But she kind of like at the start she really cares about that, and then at, by the end she's like, "But you know what? Like, if they're gonna talk, let them talk," kind of thing. Because I think mm. because by that point she's got a house for her mum, so she's happy about that. She's got her business set up, and she's got mm. her child. Like, she literally has Eli's baby, so like she knows that in in that sense he's not gonna let her like not have a roof over her head kind of thing and it's a son as well so she's very like when she gets pregnant and she realizes it's a son she's very much like this is good it's going to put me in good standing with him because I'm giving him a son something that woman could never do and Mm. yeah it's just amazing how her, her whole opinion is formed about of this woman from the auntie from this the sister yaya from it's really sad as well though isn't it because it's like both women are being like put against each other and it's just like like out of like force yeah and you know in the book there are some women who really root for other women and other women who don't and it's quite like most of the characters are women and it's quite interesting um because even like yaya does help afi quite a lot in a lot of At ways. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, as soon as Afi's, like, out of favour, it's a bit like, oh, now nah, I'm not going to help you anymore, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's really, like, it's really interesting, but with a lot of relationships at play, a lot of, like, it's, like, you know, like, that, like, like classic, like, coming of age, um, obviously, Afi's, like, a woman, not a, not a teenager, but, like, that sort of, like, structure of a book where like you're with the character from the start and you you see what they think and feel and know at the start and then at the end how they've like overcome like the challenges and like eventually like stood up for themselves kind of thing yeah it's interesting as well I I always found the the men in the book quite interesting because Mm. they're weak weak fickle men I know. No I quite like Richard though. Richard the brother. He seems he... to be like quite kind. Yeah, but he he ultimately is doing the same thing as Eli. Just he is just a more mm, yeah. You know, you're right. Actually, yeah. person like because he doesn't he meet someone. Yeah, no, you're right. 
yeah yeah I do I like I do I get what you mean about him as a as a person he is quite yeah nice but um he's a likable person but he's essentially doing them these men no, yeah, give them right. an inch they'll take a fucking mile <laughs> oh uh, just like oh, can't and eat, can eat it for god's yeah. sake yeah but the but the funny thing is the women enable that well his mother en- enables him to an extent um yeah that's why i find really interesting like all the different like dynamics of the relationships and like the different powers at play and like um that kind of thing i find it like it's really well put together you know yeah i feel like in the same you know in the same not in the same vein but you know when we read the girl with the louding voice yeah obviously different set in ghana that this this is set in ghana that one's set in nigeria but the women are very much operating in what is a very we live in a patriarchal society anyway but even if you have very strong women who have great standing in their community and have a lot of power Mm. they still operate within within a power structure that's yeah um that's a really good i really like that book such a brilliant book um is that still oppresses them in a different way that makes them maybe act maybe um yeah like make some stamp on other women to get to the top yeah 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 like that's funny isn't it um that poor woman the the one the beautiful dark woman i remember the that description of her um because even she gets a like bad even Eli doesn't even describe her obviously he's not going to say anything to his wife about her being nice Mm. because he's pitting them against each other but yeah but also like I does I know that Afi always wanted to be his only wife but I do I do wonder how she how she would have reacted if he was honest with her you know it's a little bit like you know obviously it's not but like love is blind like they're lying to her the whole time and then she finds out it's the same thing in the sense that like she thinks that she's won. She thinks she's got to the point where she's his only wife. And then she finds out that he's just been playing her. Yeah. And I just wonder how she would have reacted if he was honest. I think probably she wanted to be his only wife. So put it up very well. But like, yeah, it she might have had a different outcome, you know? She didn't want to be like, like her uncle, right? He's He has several wives, right? And that was nothing that, she, that was something she didn't desire. She didn't want to be in a marriage mm. with a man that had several wives. And I, I think that's reasonable. Oh my God, um, but actually she does stick up to her uncle in the end. So her uncle's oh. like this character that just demands stuff of her because basically her dad died. So he's like, you're my child now. I want, like, he got all of her wedding presents and like demanded all these, like all these things from Eli's family because he was like, I'm your father. And like, was just very, but then would just like spend all the money on himself and like... Yeah. Doesn't he send the children to them or something? Yeah, he sends two children and then they end up like Eli um Eli's like they've gotta go. Like they can't just like turn up here, like it's ridiculous. And um then they the kids like break down and they're like, We don't get any food, like blah 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 and it's like they've sent him loads of money and he just hasn't given it to the kids basically. And so he sends them back and gives the driver money to give to the wife rather than him and then oh, like wow. promises to have them in like the summer and stuff like that. So, like, they deal with it. Like, they basically stand up to him and, like, yeah. They are very different men. Um, The older Mm. uncle and Eli, like, as being generationally... Yeah. ...are different in... I mean, they still do the same thing. It is interesting because Eli's painted like a gentleman... In mm. like, well, obviously, because we're seeing it from Afi's point of view, that's what she thinks of him. Um, mm-hmm. But he is manipulating her in just in a more subtle way. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're no better than each other. The the, mm. the men. And it's... he's like, I've given you everything, like everything you could want, like money, boy. Like they have like an intimate relationship as well, and like she loves him. Like, so, he okay, he might not be manipulating her in the sense of, like, I'm going to send my kids to you to look after, but he's still playing with her and playing with her life. Yeah. 
she was like I deserve and I want more than what you're giving me I don't want if I can't have all of you then I don't want this like Mm. I deserve to and she deserves that back as well as in if she's willing to give him that that love she deserves to receive that from him as well he could never give that to her he I think he had he was had affection for her but he didn't love her in this way that he loved this Liberian woman so no um which is sad yeah and, and in my head when I was reading at the time I was thinking did I do this because <laughs> you know they were just like oh Afi just sit up and shut up and get on with it you got a good life and I and part of me was like yeah you know what it's just easy just get on with it and then I went no I, I, I like obviously don't do that don't no. ever sacrifice your your wants and needs for anybody but she goes um, through it's because she goes through that and she's like oh maybe I should just suck it up and then she's like actually no I don't want to no exactly <laughs> and she shouldn't as she shouldn't because everyone's like, telling her like oh yeah but like um you've got everything you want you could have ever wanted and she's like mm, don't tell me what I want <laughs> do i i don't want a mansion i want someone that loves me okay <laughs> yeah really easy really easy it's all that it's all that all that you know people want mm. i'd hope is to love and be loved yeah it could you know love can change so much if people could give and receive it in equal measure you might not be such a hostile world then here's me getting deep i don't know True, um, true say. It's such a thin line between love and hate as well, isn't there? Mm, isn't that so? But yeah, it's I'd seen... really recommend the book, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I... See what having good counsel has with you. If, if, if I feel like Afi, without good counsel from, well, some counsel from Afi, from her mum and Evelyn, mm. it probably might have taken a bit longer for her to have gotten... But her mum goes through her own, like, character arc because she originally was Afi, you have to, like, you have to get on with this, like, blah, blah, blah. And then then in the end, she's like, oh, actually. She realises there can be another way. Yeah, yeah. Um... But she's just scared, isn't she? Because like they lost everything when their when her father died. Mm. They didn't have anywhere to live. And there's this woman who like basically saved her from that. Yeah. And she doesn't want to piss her off. She doesn't want to be in debt. Yeah, she's she's already indebted to this woman. Like, like, and as you get older, things get harder to do. Um, you, you get comfortable. You don't want to like it's a. As you get older, it's you become things are harder, and therefore it's more your decisions you mm. make are braver because you're, you're quite yeah. comfortable. I could, in my 20s, I could get up and go travelling, didn't think anything of it, didn't think about the consequences. But as you get older, when you have people that depend on you, if you have a mortgage, all that kind of stuff, as I said, like, I'm not preaching to the choir here, but ha- making those decisions are much tougher. They're a lot braver. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, yeah. So do you want to rock the boat? But I think she, but I think it shows quite... she gets courage, right? Yeah, and it's quite like... I think the generations at play in the book are quite interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, I think... And it's also, like, that generational gap of, like, there's so many more opportunities available to me now than there were to you, so don't put me in the same box as you kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's really and we're dealing with, like, contemporary Ghanaian culture here um, in, in this book, uh, I think. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, set like it doesn't actually like say when it's set, but it's like they've got phones and stuff, like mobile phones. <laughs> pre twenty, pre twenty twenty, or post it's definitely pre twenty twenty. Definitely, but, like... yeah, yeah. But it's like um, they've got like smartphones and stuff, so like it's definitely like in the two thousands. Um, so funny! I love how yeah. we can just like really markedly go. This was before the pandemic. <laughs> I know. Um, all the books are going to be so messed up now. But then I'm like, how before. do you navigate that? Yeah. Oh my God, can you hear my tummy rumbling? Well, you probably hear the no, sirens. No, they can well. hear your sirens. My gosh. I know. I don't know what's going on. Out to get that you, was Uche. like Nino as well. Was that a fire engine? Nino, I feel like Nino, Nino is a fire engine, but it's probably not. You know, before I lived on this road, I mean, I knew that there were different sirens, but like the, the variety of sirens in this country are quite something. And then when you go to London, you, you 
you can hear them all the time <laughs> well specifically here as well because it's not too far from hospital so you, yeah, I actually don't know the difference between them all um no but they all have different ones that's what I'm saying I think they've got different buttons they can press <sighs> maybe they don't I might have made that up but the 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 mark the cars specifically police oh see I've got another one I can hear in the distance it goes nee! no wait yeah I wonder if it's well, that's like... police that's that's police I can hear yeah you know nee! the one that's like yeah but that sounded like fire engine nee! but it might not have been I couldn't see it you know when it's like the long like <laughs> yeah Anyway, I think we've got off topic, so maybe we should leave it there. (laughs) We lied to the book and (laughs) five minutes of us making like engine. That's so funny. I hate it. I am actually really tired. I really need to eat. Yeah, same. I've got a jacket potato. I want to like inhale. Guys, sausage thing. Veggies. Veggie sausage. You guys, we need to talk about the fact that I'm doing high rocks again, but we'll do that next episode. Yeah, we've got time. It's not for a while. <laughs> it's in less, it's in like eight weeks and To be fair, five Ellie days. hasn't talked about it that much yet. So, no, I haven't. Yeah. Um. All right, well. What are you yeah. reading? Other than Little Women. <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm reading at the moment. I need to um, pick up Seven Moons. Yes, and that requires some time. I think we spoke, maybe we God. spoke about it privately or on the episode, but it does require some time. I need to, I think I'm going to, I think what I might have to do is have like a fun one on the go as well. I don't know. Make mm. it your next read though, just so you've got yeah, the time to read I it. I am, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I need to finish the book. And then of I'm going to read Memphis as well, because that's um, the other book club book. My aunt wants me to read that very much. Um, I think read she's it, because I, I want to do an episode on it if it's, I mean, I'm sure it'll be good. It was shortlisted. Was it shortlisted or long listed? Long listed. But like, we always prefer the long list, don't we? So We do, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you reading? What are you reading? I'm still reading The Book of Fire. Oh, get on with it. I know. and I don't have Sunday anymore because I'm going to be working at the Kilo sale. So, guys, the problem is it's a hardback. Oh, Ellie, you've got this, girl. You've got this. And I was going to read it last night and I fell asleep. So. I think you should go read some now. I'm going to go read some now. I'm going to eat my jacket. How many potato. pages have we got left? A lot. Okay, get on with it. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 And that's the app. If you like the episode, please leave us a lovely review, subscribe and share with your friends and we'll love you forever. (laughs) Follow us on socials at We Are Bookish Pod. Thanks for listening.